Fishbowl nailed it, nailed it. That was impeccably performed. You, you're silly. You're silly too. You indulged that nonsense. Yeah. That, I'm getting used to doing the nonsenses. That begs the question: How's improv going? Improv is going better and better each week. Let's talk about the genesis. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna list weeks in order of number, and okay. you tell me how it went. Week one, terrible. Week two, less terrible, but still terrible. Week three. You know what? Let's re- let's do it over again. Week one. Week one. Very intimidating, but exciting. Yes. Week two. Terrible. Week three. More terrible. No, you came out of week three a little bit warmer than week really? two. Really? Yeah, yeah. Week yeah. two was the worst one. Week right? two was hands that down. That was my not zenith. What's the what's uh, the nadir? Opposite? Nadir. Yes. <laughs> yes. Week, week mm-hmm. four. Week four. Oh, better, even better. Week five. Week five. Ah, everyone's in the can with me. Wait, what so happened? how I was feeling week one and week two is how everyone else started feeling in week five. What happened in week five? In week five. Okay, so um, up until that point, we'd been allowed to do our little sketches, our little bits as, as mm-hmm. we wished. And the teacher wouldn't really correct us. She would just kind of guide us. But in week five, she started asking people, what do you think is funny about that? Week, yeah, week one through four, yeah. they let the scene run for three minutes and yeah. then you discuss it. Mm-hmm. Week five, everybody gets, you, you, you have a partner, <laughs> you get a sentence, they get a sentence. Mm-hmm. Then the teacher says, stop. Yes. What are you trying to do? Yeah. What are you doing? What was the point of that? Mm-hmm. What's the reason? What's, what's funny? What's the philosophy? Yeah. What's the emotion behind that? What's Where are you going character? with it? Yeah. How are we as the audience supposed to understand that with only, with, because you have given us no clues? Ooh. Mm-hmm. So the pe- so up until that point, I'd been feeling like I'm the one who's le- least experienced. Mm-hmm. But week five made me realize that it's improv on one. We're all learning. Yep, yep, yep. How to come up with scenes that people enjoy. Not just us, the audience has to enjoy also. So everyone else is coming in all schmorgity borgity mm. the four, first four weeks with yeah. all their jokes and all their stuff, yeah. <laughs> their fart noises or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. that they know works. And then right. week five. They they take that all oh, away they lay from you, you and yes. yeah and tell you to get with the program and start actually thinking about what you're doing right right and do something thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Improv is I think it's really good for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. What what do you what what do you reckon is the best for you about it? It's forcing me to say yes more. 
mm-hmm. in, in my mannerisms, in my thinking. I don't just shut down. Well, I still do. But oh, I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. less and less. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shutting down thoughts that I think are wayward a lot less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. do you reckon is a wayward thought? Like, what does that feel like or sound like? Like one that distracts from what I'm trying to focus on in the moment. Mm-hmm. Or one that uh, um, um, makes me feel like I'm, I'm being too silly in public. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, have, I don't stop myself from thinking or saying things when we're at home. Yes. But when, when we're out in public, I do put the kabosh on a lot of the nonsense that goes on in my head. Yes. Yeah. And it's not nonsense. A lot of it is just fun. Yeah, what's nonsensical mm. about bringing people joy through silliness? Yeah, yeah. That's Silliness is fun. I like that we have this forum where you can mm. cut a little bit loose and kind of try on those shoes and yeah. see, you know, yes. if, if it, if it, that, that you're, you're maximum silly when the mic is off, when mm. the cameras are off. And mm. then this is a bit of a space, safe space for you yeah. to get a little bit silly and to try it out a bit. Because we're at home, mm-hmm. familiar environment. Another thing I've been doing in improv class, just so that I feel like I have an anchor, is sitting in the same seat every lesson. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to class, I just tell myself, if there's someone in that seat, don't overreact. Don't even react. Just yep. go and sit somewhere else. <laughs> but so far, no one has taken my seat in the corner in the back. So... I still have my safe space in the class, which is good. Just wait till the world sees it. What, just wait till you, you share your brilliant goofiness with the world. I know it'll yeah. take time to practice it and to, yeah. to feel comfortable doing and that. And make, make me, uh, until I'm able to feel like I can access it mm-hmm. despite my mood. It's like singing professionally. Yeah. Being able to sing even when you're sick. Or yes. even when yep. you're sad or depressed. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I, I hope that I'm able to do improv and be entertaining even when I'm not feeling up to par. Yes. Yeah. I hope that not only are you able to get out there and do the thing mm-hmm. when you're not feeling it, mm. but that doing it will pull you out of that not feeling it space. And you won't might not be uh, you know ready to run a marathon afterwards, but at least it'll break... The, the the kind of stronghold mm. that, that a negative emotion can have on you just right. to, to reset the brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been having a good week. Excellent. Yes. I'm very happy to hear it. And then we had a wonderful guest. We went to see her show. Yes, we did. We also had her director. Yes, let's set up this episode, yeah. shall we? <laughs> Megan Rippy. Megan Rippy or Mippy. Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know her, I know her, we all know her from Dear Woman. Yes. We had uh, Valerie Hager mm. on a couple of weeks ago. She was the director of Megan's One Woman Show. And then we got to see Megan's One yes. Woman Show. Mm-hmm. And then we got to talk to Megan about her One Woman Show. Yeah. And that's what this episode is. One Women Shows rock. They're really fun. Every mm-hmm. time I go to see one, I think... Oh my goodness, how are, how are they going to pull it off? Are they going to keep us interested? And they always do. Megan was amazing. I agree. She was 100%. Really amazing. I really, she really like the show. She even had fake blood. Oh. Or was it fake? Dun, dun, dun. You didn't see backstage. I knew what was going on. You knew what was going on, yeah. Pew? Yeah, they killed a oh raccoon my. and smeared it all. That's horrible. Also not true. You see, that's how these diseases are spreading. This coronavirus you're seeing there, that one, it came because people eat bats. You. That's why. It was fake blood. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't force the Kenyan to come out. 
The Kenyans most warmly welcome at this table. Thank you. Ha. That's that's the American. <laughs> no, that's just the silly swinky. That's swinky. Ha. That's the swinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to say about this episode? I say listen to the end. Pew does a really good job of bringing out um, Megan's thoughts on her impact on her audience. Yes. I you did it so well and so beautifully. I didn't see it coming. Mhm. Wonderful. Just good job, Thank you. you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. That was one of There are times I'm hosting and I know I'm I'm uh just like doing a hatchet job on yeah. like I've got a thought, but by the time it gets to my mouth, it is it is massacring. Mangled. <laughs> yeah. But this was an episode where I had a couple of thoughts and I felt like I got them out exactly how I wanted to get them out. And yeah. then she had very, very interesting responses to them. Because of what you said, yes. So, um, you know, get ready for uh, <laughs> an instance of me doing my job well. Well, no, you do it really well. But then in this one instance, you did it so well that even she, even the guest was surprised at what you had brought out of her. Yeah, yeah, that's what good I do job, on a good day. Yeah. I really want to be good at this job. I really enjoy I hosting see, this show. I can see, and you're practicing so much, and everyone and can see it, Pew. You're getting better and better. Say nice things to Pew, please, I think in the, the comments. I think the show is uh, uh, better than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to keep making it better. Yeah. As long as, as long as we keep staying focused and thoughtful and compassionate, and we bring people on who are the same. Yeah, and we're going to do it Together. together. Because we, we are, are a family. family. All right. I don't think there's anything we could add, but let's give them without further ado. Miss. Madam. Madam. Yes. Madam Megan Rippy. First of all, Megan, thank you so much for coming over. Yeah, thank you really, for having really me. Really happy, really happy. Me too. And after seeing you on stage, I know. Oh my goodness! It's kind of fun that we get mm. to do it the interview after. Yeah. 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 And you did you? That was your one-time show. It was. Mm-hmm. It was for um, for that sort of round of the production life mm-hmm. that it has. Um, I'm gonna do it again mm. in the summer. But okay. not at the same theater. It's going to be Ooh. a different theater. Okay. Why? Why are you turning your back on the fire white fire theater? <laughs> not at all. I mm. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed doing this the solo fest, mm. and um, it's exactly what I what I needed and and what I wanted out of the experience. It was really 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 positive. Mm. Um, and then now I want to move on to the Hollywood Fringe. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. So that's wow. happening this uh, summer. So mm-hmm. I, I'm already registered and mm. just working on uh, ironing out which venue it will be. So that hasn't been solidified yet. Mm. Um, but when it is, then I'll know my dates and I can tell you. Yes. And we'll be there with bells on. Yay. Wow. Is Valerie directing again still? Yes. Excellent. Um, mm. For as long as she will have me. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I just adore her so much. And she has been everything to my whole process. Mm. How'd you guys meet up? What's that? Yeah. So we met because everyone kept telling me about this solo show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was called Naked in Alaska. And I was like cool title mm. and everyone was like there's pole dancing in it you have to you have to see it or you ha- you have to know what this is i learned something <laughs> i after, think i know what you're gonna you know say. where i'm gonna go mm-hmm, with this mm-hmm, after mm-hmm, you all mm-hmm, left mm-hmm, the theater mm-hmm, 
I jumped on the pole for a moment, <gasps> and first, I learned two things. Okay. The first thing is that I'm terrible at it. I have no core strength whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, the second thing I learned is I thought it was fixed. The pole rotates oh, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, actually. The fancy ones, like I have a fancy one, Valerie has a fancy one, you can switch it on and off. Mm -hmm. Is that what you were doing with the Allen key yes. in the middle of the show? Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yes, so uh, so sneakily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you can switch it from... Um, from, from rotate rotating to notate. To, to, to notate. Okay, oh. Oh, wow. I Flip. didn't know that we were both surprised. Well, after everyone left and... Yeah. You, you you were taking photos after the show, and that was over. And, and Jesse came back to get his things. Mm -hmm. And I thought and I'm gonna jump on. Yeah. I'm gonna try it. Oh my Swinky god! didn't have the guts. Oh. No, I didn't no, have I the have, guts to do it well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I have issues with with surfaces oh. that many people touch. Were, <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was part of the show, though, was that you disinfect. Or what? What is that? What is yeah, the goo that, that you're putting, putting on, on your oh, hands? Right. Yeah. So, so spoiler. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a disinfectant spray. Uh -huh. Actually, mm -hmm. this is the behind the scenes yeah. info. <laughs> <laughs> Much mm -hmm. like the Allen wrench, which for the make and model of my pole is mm. just a necessary transactional part of mm. changing it up mm. um much like that it, it's actually like a grip aid so it it, okay. it helps my hands it's kind of like what golfers use to golf and it like it's like a chalk or like gymnasts okay so it's like a it's kind of like a chalky substance mm. that's like an in, in liquid form you just put like a little drop and mm. then you rub it in it's called dry hands ah uh, so you look mystified <laughs> no no you know what I do not. Are you going to tell us? <laughs> no, I really admire pole dancers or people that can do pole dancing. It requires so much core strength. Yeah. No, I thought I just needed to jump up there and wiggle no. my leg. No, 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 that shit's impossible. You are hoisting yourself, your whole body. And while you're doing that, sometimes you even suspend yourself from just your leg or yeah. from behind your knee or, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Every it time is, I'm watching. It is intense. Mm. How long have you been doing that? I have been, I've been uh, pole dancing. I, I guess it's been like, 11 years mm. but not seriously that whole time mm. so I guess what I mean by that is um I really started taking pole dancing more seriously oh gosh what was that year I think it was 2014 2014 mm. or 2015 um it was in there that um I was given an opportunity to. In, in this way of life imitating art, art imitating life, um, I was hired to do a world premiere play uh, that was about pole dancers, was about exotic dancers. Um, and I was cast as this role because, I mean, not only, I hope, because I was a pole dancer, um, but as a part of the uh, program to sort of train me to prepare me for this role, mm -hmm. they um, they... They paid for, I think it was like four months of like really intense physical training 
to pole dance even better than I was. And so at the time I could do like a couple of tricks, but then for this play, I really started training and I started like my whole body transformed mm. once I started taking it seriously. And then I really like gained this whole new arsenal mm. of tricks and, mm. and just fe and fell in love with it all over again. And was just like amazed at what my body could do. And then from that point on, I, now I feel like, I feel like that was the turning point of me taking the pole dancing part of it more seriously than just like spinning around and like making it look pretty yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like really doing like the strength mm. moves and stuff because like I was playing I was playing I, I had to be able to pass as someone who could be competing on like a like a like a national level in like a pole dance championship Ooh. that was my role mm, mm. that she the, that she was this like country girl from mm. uh from the south and her mother was a pole dancer and worked in the clubs and she worked in the clubs and like um she was like a little rough and tumble but mm. she had these aspirations and she trained really hard and she was actually like training to be like a champion so mm. that that was what the the shoes that that, that I was trying to fill for that wow yeah so, you usually ask these questions about your origins. Oh, sorry. I meant to be asking <laughs> questions about your origins. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know more because now you're already an accomplished So, um, grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, finished high school that? there? I did, yeah. I, I finished high school um, and then I went to college in Maryland as well. Where'd you go to school? I went to St. Mary's College Okay, I don't Maryland. know that one. Yeah, it's There's... in Southern Maryland. It's a small liberal arts college, but it was it was an amazing Wait, experience. that sounds like a like a, a Christian school. Yeah, How did St. Mary end up being a liberal arts? I was going to say, it sounds arts. Catholic. Yeah, yeah it mm. was. It was like way back in the day. It was a seminary. But, um, but then... It's, I don't know, I don't know what year it, it transitioned, but mm. now you would never know it. It's like, it's, it was, it was, it was really, it was really like a whole new world. It was like any college experience, I guess, but it was like, it was right on the river. Mm. And so it's right, it's around the St. Mary's river. And like all day long, you would just like walk to class and it would just be like beautiful out and people would be playing Frisbee. And at wow. night, at night we, we would go skinny dipping in the river. And like, it was, it was a wild, it was a wild place. Tell us about all the skinny dipping you did in college. So excuse me, I did none. Your <laughs> life, your life is very eventful compared to mine as far as college goes. I went to class and then I went to the dorm. You skinny dipped in the shower and it. then skinny dipped <laughs> yes. right out of it and into that your was it. That was clothes. it. <laughs> that was it. It did not happen. Oh my god! Uh, you were going there for dance at the time? No, actually, no. Uh -oh. I, I I went there. What was the original yeah, trajectory? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought I wanted to be an English teacher mm -hmm. because that, mm -hmm. that was what inspired me the most mm. in high school was, mm. it was English class. And mm -hmm. I was inspired by my English teacher. And I thought, well, maybe that's my path. I mm. don't know. And at the time I was doing some plays and I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't until college, which is not really the normal, the normal origin story of actors. It's usually mm. like, I knew when I was five, like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I was, I was always making up stories and I was a creative kid, but mm. I didn't really know until college. And that's when I made a decision in my heart. I want to be a performer. I want to be an actor, but I loved my school. So I didn't want to major in it in my school because mm. I was kind of already taking all the classes that there were for, for theater 
without having to major in it. So it just mm-hmm. kind of seemed like I could major in something else and kind of like get a different uh, kind of education. Take all the knowledge yeah. secretly the knowledge. out the back door yes. without telling yes. anyone. Yes, yes. And, mm. and so I knew kind of at that point that I wanted to go to uh, grad school for mm. theater because I wanted like a really robust program mm. and I, I was kind of looking. Did you find one? I did. Where? So that's why I came out to California. Okay. Oh. So I came out... Um, in 2010, <laughs> oh my God, time. For your grad school. <laughs> time. 2010, I came out uh, for grad school at CalArts, mm. which is um, up in Valencia. And so that's what brought me out. I never thought I never thought I would stay. Mm. I told everyone, don't worry, you're not losing me. I'm not going to move to California. Mm-hmm. Gross. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and here you are. Oh, my God. I fucking love California. Oh. No, it, it's worth it. All the extra taxes and shit you pay here. I know. It's so, like, worth it. It's I was reading thrilling. an article about people who are moving from California. To yeah. elsewhere? Elsewhere. A lot of them are moving to places like Texas, mostly, yeah, and Idaho, and they're not welcome be- there. Oh, really? Yeah, people don't like Californians and their policies. That mm. they're kind of liberal. If you go to a most a mostly conservative state, yeah, yeah, people don't appreciate you coming, and they're uh. like, "This is Texas." Oh, jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we're like, "But it's cheaper here." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Can we please live in, in harmony? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I if know. We promise it's one, to stay within Austin. It's one country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. the free movement. United States. Mm. Yes, you're Free's united. Sister. Come on, Merkins. What's your problem? <laughs> Hell yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> yes. So, so, so you yes. loved California. What do your parents think about it? My parents are so supportive. Mm. Thank God. Mm. But they they they've supported me from the beginning, just all my crazy choices, mm, mm. <laughs> and um, I I see them a lot. Um, they 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 come and visit me out here. I go home and visit. I've 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 so far knock on wood, but I've never missed a Christmas at home. Um, and I see I see my parents multiple times a year. Mm. So I, I I feel very lucky, very blessed about that that mm. that I am still close with my family, even though we are so far away. It's nice. Y'all do Christmas big. We do. Excellent. We do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, family. I have a big really family, big. and mm. there's like multiple, like you were saying, like pre-Christmas and Christmas and post-Christmas. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And then pre-New Year's and New Year's and oh, post-New yeah. Year's and then the hike. And then, <laughs> yep. but also they want to have a New Year's party, so they're scheduling it a week after New yep. Year's. Yep. I love that. Mm. I love that. And I, I've, I, I, I just feel very lucky because I, I know not everyone has has that opportunity to have yeah. that, to have that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I feel so lucky that I get to have that experience. Mm. So you're going, you're studying the, the arts. Yeah. The, uh, b- 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 caffeine just kicked in. Can yeah. you tell? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're studying yeah. the acting. You're going to be a masters of acting. Yes. <laughs> or as we would say in, in our class, we're going to be, we're going to get our MFAs and be motherfucking actors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and here we are. Yes. <laughs> it, it works. You're, you're I am a motherfucking actor. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're acting. Yes. Now, I have and a question, motherfucking actor, before that I see before me. <laughs> um, the question is, and this is something I think about a lot as a motherfucking director. Mm. Um, it seems to me, in my experience, the best jobs I've had as a director are the jobs I've made for myself as a director. Mm. How's it over in the acting community? Well, 
I ask you on the eve of your solo show. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it that part is going really well. I I I'm looking forward to getting to that point where I can say that for myself. Really? Yeah. So okay, Sh- tell me. Tell me. <laughs> the jobs that you created for yourself, the opportunities that yeah. you have sought out yourself. Like what I'm saying the opposite. I'm Excuse saying the jobs me. you're given are are not they're never my favorite. My favorites are the ones that I make myself. Like the Yeah, but she's saying that, yeah. that she's getting to the point where the jobs you're getting are the ones you want. And you're making the jobs hey, you I want. Hey, I think I've pretty much ruined this conversation <laughs> with my nonsense. I'm going yeah, to cede microphone yeah, to my I coherent guess. wife. <laughs> love you. I love you too. Okay. You so, make out for a while? so, bye. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. You guys are so cute. Get this thing back on the He's rails. He's adorable. Okay. So, so what? Tell us about the jobs you're doing now. You've been here for ten years. You're a you're a <laughs> actor. Yeah. What? What's it? What? Yeah. Tell us which one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, first of all, I'm really happy doing mm. what I'm doing. I just mm. I don't know why I feel compelled to say that, but. Oh, you should. Yeah, you I seem do. to be in a good place. Yeah. You're grateful about a lot of things. Yeah, I um. So I do a lot of like, I do a lot of theater, mm. and a lot of it is out of state. Mm. Um, and i i have a I have a theory. I have a theory why. Mm. Um, I think it's more than a theory, but mm. my my theory is because uh, if you want to do theater mm. in LA, it's very hard mm. because there's well. You know, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of actors. Mm. Um, but more specifically, if they want to hire a really good theater actor, which you would assume that that, that, that they would, but there is another option. Mm. So mm. if they want to hire a really, really good theater actor, they don't look at L.A. Mm. They actually hire specifically from New York mm-hmm. <laughs> or like literally anywhere else. Mm. <laughs> um, and so... There's that. So you're kind of like pushing up against that sort of bias mm. that I think the people making decisions in the theater do, in the theater world don't really believe that there are good actors, mm. good theater actors mm. in L.A. Or 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 they mm. don't really want a good theater actor. What they really want is an actor with a lot of notoriety, maybe a lot of fame, maybe a lot of following. Mm. So they'll go in that direction, which is in LA. So that's the option where you could be hired locally. Mm. So I am neither of those things, neither living in New York or a famous actor with a following like that. Mm. So I, as a, as an equity actor, I end up traveling a lot and doing a lot of equity shows elsewhere. What does that term mean, equity actor? Oh, so it's, that just means... It's a union. In, yeah, it's a mm. union. So it's the Actors' Equity Association, and um, I'm a very, very proud member, um, and I've been, uh, I guess, when did I become a full member? I don't know. It's been, it, it, it's been years at this point, mm. but so I, it basically just gives you the, 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 it gives you the opportunity to be hired to do roles at specific theaters that, that are like, I mean, the work, the work the theater, the community is just, it's really noticeably a a step above. I mean, I love, um, I have a big heart for community theater and that's where I came from, but equity theater is, that's where, that, that's where people are doing theater who want to make it their, their life and their Mm. livelihood and their career. And it's, Mm. it's their work. It's Mm. not just like a hobby. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so the work is just, it's really elevated and I love doing equity theater. 
Um, but yeah, so I, so most recently I travel to Florida of all places. Absolutely. I've done like four productions down there and um, I just have like a really good relationship with two theaters um, working on expanding it to more, but um, two, two theaters down there uh, and we just love working with each other. And so they keep bringing me back and um, I don't have anything slated there this this uh, season, but mm-hmm. I'm looking at next season to hopefully go back. And I've been doing that for like a, a couple of years. Oh, is that one of the reasons you end up traveling a lot around the U.S.? Exactly. Oh. Yes. We were talking about road trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really, it's a combination of loving road trips and loving my car. Mm. So <laughs> I think that's maybe like a byproduct of being a Los Angelino, but mm, mm, mm. I love my car and I don't want to be without it. And so if I get hired in some place, um, like when, when I was hired to do the, the show about the exotic dancers in, mm-hmm. um, that show was in Minnesota in Minneapolis. Wow. And, um, so I actually like, I drove there mm. and, and then I brought my rabbit with me at the time. You have a rabbit? Yeah, now I actually have two rabbits, but at the time I only had one. Mm. And I somehow like worked it into my contract, like, well, I can come, but I'm driving and I'm bringing my rabbit. (laughs) And so while I was there, I got hired to do for like the next, uh, for the next slot, Mm. um, I got hired, I got cast to, to go down to Florida. That was my first production down in Florida. So I was like, well, I have this, um, rabbit like mm, so I mm, need mm, to like mm. drive there and bring my rabbit is that okay so they they worked it out so yeah <laughs> so that I could do it so I was just traveling all around the country like and I like I've, I made like a pit stop home in Maryland yeah. to like see my my family, family yeah and then drove with the bunny down to down to Florida so, and then drove back to LA. So, so the bunny hold, likes traveling? Hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have questions too. I have questions also. Um, what <laughs> okay. are the rabbit's names? Oh, so the the rabbit I've had the longest is Otis. Mm-hmm. And he's the love of my life. Aww. Well, one of them. <laughs> Aww. He, he, he was my number one. Mm. And then I got married. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's okay with being number two. He's the baby though. He is. Mm, mm. He is. He is. And then um, his, his wife this, what's, is what's Stella. Other, Stella is the lesser loved rabbit. <laughs> I know. Second class Aww. rabbit after Otis. I know. What is it about rabbits? Do, do you not like cats and dogs and hamsters? And I snakes? do. I think it was, it was like, it was, a, it was a slightly misguided idea mm. that I had mm. um, at the end of college. I was um, going through a period of like, like sort of wildness and like depression, kind of like a weird sort of bipolar, like, Mm. like not taking care, not taking good care of myself emotionally. And then, you know, wondering why I was so sad all the time. Mm, mm, And then, mm, mm. so I was like, I need, I need a companion. So, you know, I was, I say, I say misguided because I was thinking like, Oh, a rabbit would be a, like a thing that would be less work than a dog or a cat, mm. which is not really true. <laughs> yeah. But that was the idea that I had at the time. Mm. Um, so under that notion is, uh, is how I ended up with Otis. And yeah. then I just, and then now I'm like, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like, uh, there's a lot of like rabbit, um, rabbit groups and like, uh, <laughs> 
pe- like people that I'm associated with now that, uh-huh. that are like rescuers and like, uh, so I'm connected to all these people who like totally hate that idea and want to like shut down the idea that people like get rabbits because they're like easy. Cause they're like, they're kind of like complicated little beasts. Are they? Yeah. Wait, like what, what do they wake up in the middle of the night and paw at your face? I mean, they are basically nocturnal. So <laughs> mm, mm, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, but like I was under the, I was even operating, operating under the notion at the time that rabbits live in cages because when I was a kid, we had a rabbit in a cage, mm. but like now there's a lot more information available, especially mm-hmm. also with the internet that wasn't available 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like now we know rabbits really don't thrive in, in cages and mm-hmm. they need like, they need like mental stimulation mm-hmm. and like, you can't just leave them. They'll, you know, be depressed and they'll go crazy and, mm. you know, and, and they need companionship. And so mm-hmm. that's why I got Otis, Otis a wife. Yeah. A wife, yeah. Stella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. So I'm trying so to be cute. a better, a better bunny owner. Mm. Are they, are they fertile? They are not. Okay. So they are both they are both fixed. Mm. Which is another thing that uh that I should say is that everyone should fix their rabbits cuz there's like a lot of a lot of rabbits needing homes. Mm. And like something about the way that they like something about their like the the period of time that they're pregnant or something is like mm. really quick. Mm. So I, I I read something crazy like mm. in six months they could have like three litters or something wow. crazy like that. That's probably not not the correct. I shouldn't even I, put I out mi- misinformation, though. but it's something mm. like that. It's something mm. really crazy that I'm like, how is that possible? Mm. They're not that far off from what. Oh, you ask a question, I'll look it up on the internet. Okay, <laughs> you do that, Pew. I'm doing it. Otis and Stella. I know. Aww. Do they poop around the house? They So they have a litter box. Mm-hmm. So they do use the litter box, mm. but not exclusively. So mm-hmm. sometimes I like have to like, uh, sometimes like they poop like little pebbles. Mm-hmm. So at least it's cute. It's yeah. like cute poop. It's really yeah. not that offensive. And it's not mushy. and No, okay. it's like mm-hmm. dry little round pebbles. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a goat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do goats, goats poop like that? Some goats do pebbles oh as well. Oh my God. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's mostly in the litter box, but sometimes there's some stray ones. So I'm like constantly like uh, yeah. cleaning up. <laughs> Do they know to use the litter box? Is it more comfortable? I think they, yeah. It's something like, because the way that you set it up is mm. with like hay. Mm. So it, it it makes it like, it's like you get a fun snack and mm. you poop at the same time. <laughs> really? It's so funny. I'm going to look up. Otis and Stella, do you have them on Instagram? I do. What's your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at Megan Rippey. Otis's Instagram. Otis has his own Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Can we get him on the show? <laughs> oh my god. And then my 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 puppy dog has her own Instagram too. You have a dog too. I do. Wow, that is a busy house. <laughs> wow. How do you how do you get time to what happens when you're traveling and you leave the dog behind? I know. So mm. that's been something ever since getting Oh, so Jan and I, my my husband and I got mm. married like mm. two years ago. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and we got um we got our dog Aoife right after we mm-hmm. got married. Mm-hmm. Um so for the past two years we've been kind of figuring it out and just uh Jan, bless him, takes mm. a lot of the brunts, like especially when I'm 
traveling and stuff. Mm. And then if there's a, if there's a possibility of me being able to to bring her, then mm. we all we, we we always consider that too because mm. I love her and I want to bring her. Mm. You said uh, three litters in six months. Yeah, random guess. First of all, dead wrong. What? <laughs> Shocking. How many? Is it more or less? Potentially up to 12 litters a year. It's 30 days of gestation and they can get pregnant the next day. Oh my God. See, that's crazy. It was double what you assumed and you had assu- <laughs> you were rounding up in your mind. Oh my God. So you're basically doing them a favor when you spay and neuter them. Yes. yes. You're doing everybody a favor. Oh, poor things. I know. They Aww. can have up to 14 uh, babies in each litter. Oh, my God. So if you think about 12 months, 14 kids, can you imagine having like 160 hey. babies in one in year? In one year? <laughs> yes. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is crazy to think about. Yeah. No. Okay, good. You are an angel. <laughs> Thank you for doing that for Otis and Stella. I know. Why Otis? After Otis Redding? Oh, actually, no. After the elevator? At the time I was doing a play, Mm -hmm. um, I was doing um, Prometheus Bound at Mm. the Getty Villa, which was actually the first show that I, how do you say it? It was the first, it was my first equity show that made me, what, what is the word? I forget what the word is right mm. now, but it's like the first show that that um, opens that where you start to accrue points, and once you get enough points, then you can become equity. So, so this was like my first doorway, my oh, my okay. first step, okay. mm. um, and it was it really meant a lot to me, and it was an incredible production mm. um, for a lot of reasons. But so I was really inspired by the the Greek names um, in in the play Prometheus, mm. and. Um, and I was trying on like different names, like what I would name my rabbit, because mm. uh, I got him during that period that we were rehearsing. Mm. Um, and I came up with Otis. So Otis is actually short for, uh, I think it's like a like an ancient place or an ancient river or something, but it's something that Prometheus says in one of his long monologues. Mm. And he says, something, 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 my Otis kiss the knees. And it's like a, it's like, it's like a name or a location or something like that. Mm. Myotis Kisthenes. And I just, I, I always just loved how that kind of like rolled off of his tongue. He's an incredible, an incredible actor. actor. Ron mm. Cephas Jones, mm. who's actually the actor in um, This Is Us. Mm-hmm. In, in the movie, or, oh. I mean, in the, in the TV show. Oh, he um, ended up coming here, or that was he. He was, was, he was well. I, I think he, he was our. He was always kind of traveling around, mm. but this was before This Is Us. Mm. Um, is when we were doing this play, but so he he would always say Myotis kiss the knees, and I was like, that's what I'm going to name my rabbit. So his name is Myotis kiss the knees, but I just shortened it to Otis. Otis. Okay, thank you <laughs> for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> also for Otis. Also, you you win the like drama student of the year award to have a bunny named yes. Myotis Kistanese. That's yes. like, that's what I was going for. Myotis is the first name award. and then Kistanese is the second name. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you are a real theater bug. Yes. Do you do musicals? I, 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 I say that I don't. Mm. I know that's a weird answer, but mm. I say that are I don't. Are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do musicals because I I don't really vibe with the genre. 
All right, let's get into it because I've got some questions. I've got also, some... also, my dear, in your solo show, you were singing. I know, it was very lovely. I know. <laughs> so that's the thing. Oh, I love how you say my dear. <laughs> so that's the thing um, is I, I, I end up doing a lot of plays with music mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and but they're not really they're not really musicals because Musical. it's not really that kind of like stand up on the table belt your heart out yeah. do a dance number mm. you know quick change and then reveal and then drop from the ceiling like it's just I I don't that's not really my it's not really my my thing but I I did grow up like musically mm. and um I do end up doing a lot of things that have music in it. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to ask her something, what she doesn't like about musicals. Yeah. Because he loves musicals. Yeah, but I also have this thing where I'm I'm at the I'm at the point in my life. Well, I've got two big questions. <laughs> one's about video games and one's about musicals. And it's the same question. <laughs> have you played Super Mario Brothers? I, uh, yes. You're aware of the conceit, I'm like aware. he runs across the screen and he jumps on all of them. And if yes. you die, you start back at the beginning of the screen and you run across again. Yes. Now from the, the bad guy's perspective, is it one perfect run that they experience or do they push this guy off a cliff and then a minute and a half later, he's like coming back at them again right? and they have to push him back off the cliff. Like what is the, what is the logic of this diegetic world of the video game? That's yes. the first question I have in my, as I enter my autumn years. The second question I have <laughs> is in musicals, do they know they're singing? Do other people around them know they're singing? Right. Are they all cool with it? Or is it just an expression of how they're feeling and right. it's a metaphor for the audience? Yeah. That, I don't. I don't know. I'm, That's I'm, I'm a, highly it's, suspicious. It's a really good question, and it is suspicious. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and until until I get I some get straight answers, <laughs> I'm not doing any more productions. A little shop. Oh End my of god! Oh my god! <laughs> I love musicals. I I do enjoy. Mm, I do mm. enjoy a good musical. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. There's just something about it that doesn't call to me as a performer. Mm. And I think that's fair. It's mm. because I mean, and I also I grew up singing in choir. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was like my whole musical childhood was eleven years Uh-oh. of choir. Uh oh, uh, uh, I can't <laughs> stop myself, Swiki. Do you it. believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> you did it, Pew. You asked it. Do you have an answer? <laughs> Wait, are, are is that related religious? to choir? What? Are you oh, because choir, choir, is choir. The church. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I believe I'm spiritual. Mm. I be- I believe in like I be- I definitely believe in something. Mm. Okay. I'm not an atheist, mm. but I don't believe in organized religion. Okay. No. Is that how you were brought up? Not no. Believing? I was mm. I was brought up Catholic, mm. but I actually didn't grow up singing in that kind of a choir. Although, mm. like in high school, I was singing in a church choir, but it was kind of like a gig. I was mm. like paid. Mm. Um, I was like. Oh, I'm a professional singer. I was paid like fifteen dollars or something oh, per Sunday or something nice. like that. <laughs> per note. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I grew up actually singing in the Peabody Children's Choir mm. um, at Johns Hopkins uh, in in Baltimore, and that was like eleven years of my life. It was like a big, big part of my growing up. It was mm. like every Tuesday night was choir choir rehearsal, mm. and um, and I loved it. I loved it, but it, uh, for for better or worse, it sort of shaped my voice to be, and you heard me sing in the show, so mm-hmm. it, it shaped my voice to be this sort of 
like echoey angelic Mm. choir girl sound Mm. that just that is not the sound for any musical and so like whenever I sang at an audition they would say oh well that was great can you now sing out and I would try and I just don't have it I don't I I, I don't have the necessary belt so in, in auditions you know for for breakdowns for characters and stuff they say like you know, this is the range and it needs a soprano belt or an alto belt or a mezzo-soprano belt or whatever. Mm. And it's like, they're very specific because that is literally what they're looking for. They're looking for, can you belt Mm. this song Mm. from your gut? Mm. Can you reach Mm. the top of the the you know the whole like the thousand seat auditorium mm. and here I am like la 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 you know like yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't <laughs> yeah. I just I don't have it and mm. like I'm sick of I'm sick of hurting myself trying, trying to, to get yeah. there because mm. mm. it's just not how my voice was shaped mm. so like yeah I've tried lessons and I'm just not interested I'm mm. just not interested in yeah. in that mm. you know mm. that's fair I'm I'm not trying to get you interested in music. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. not trying to sound. It's more like I'm working through like my own. I'm really just working my my own like explanation through. Right. Do you feel like it's a limitation that you can't belt, or you don't need the roles that require belting? I actually, I really, en- I really enjoy being able to specify what I want to do. Mm. Like it actually feels much more empowering than anything else to be like, oh, like that's what they're looking for. Okay, that's not for me. And like right. instead of like, you know, pouring over it, like you know, suffering, being like, oh, well, can I? I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe I should try. Right. At least I should try. But I should like, go there. But I, uh. I want to. I want to focus on what brings me joy mm-hmm. and like what excites me and and mm-hmm. what I feel you know, that I can own completely. And so, and there are plenty of roles out there yeah. for that. And mm. so I, I feel like it's a blessing actually to, yeah. to just know, like, like I'm looking for this, I'm not looking for this. And to be able to say no. Mm. Have you had this thing. disposition for a while? Were you like that even when you were starting how to be a, a <laughs> actor? <laughs> A what kind of actor? <laughs> actor. Hold on, we need to work this one out. A, the, a what kind the of The one with MF. Well, I forget what it stands oh. for. Yeah, for emphasis. Mm-hmm. What does yeah. that stand for? It's for um, people who do things they shouldn't do to their moms. Oh my Jesus God. Christ. Yeah. You know, actor. it actually sounds more vulgar when you say <laughs> it like that than when you just say motherfucker. See, that's why I can't say it. I mean, people I'm okay who with- fornicate with their own mothers, that kind of actor. <laughs> Horrible. I can never say it Oops. again. <laughs> oh no, did I did I bump the mic? I'm bump, sorry. So I just I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not no, please don't censor yourself on my behalf. Please. <laughs> There's something wrong with me that I can't say something as harmless as that. Anyway, what's as, my as point? What? As harmless as that. As what? Well, people who do All right. unthinkable uh, things on, on, to their mothers. <laughs> oh my it's god. Pew, it's terrible. Megan. <laughs> okay, so yes. so is that is that something you knew even as you were studying? That th- yeah, this is I think my path. Mm. I th- I think um, not so much in uh, when I was at St. Mary's College, but when I was at yeah. Cal Arts, I think it became very clear ah. what kind of actor I sort of identified as, um, and 
and what I wanted to do in my career mm-hmm. and sort of who I who I was and also what I was good at. Like you right. know, I just kind of identifying, you know, what are your what are your strengths? Like you don't have to, you know, push something uphill the whole time. You can yeah. like use what you got. Right. <laughs> That's true. I like that expression. You don't always have to be pushing things uphill. Yeah. Sometimes you can just go with the momentum. Okay, this works for me. This is my lane. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Wow. So naked in Alaska. So yeah. <laughs> so back to naked in Alaska. Yes. No, you're wearing a, a jumper saying I love sex workers. I am. Yes. This was made by one of my best friends, mm. uh, Ariana Travellini. And she also goes by another name. Mm. Uh, her other name is Andre Shakti. Mm. And she sells these on her website. And her website is, oh my God, I hope I get it right. It's like, oh, it's like, I am poly. I am poly.net. Yes. Okay. I am. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. So she sells um, merchandise on there, but she is, she's one of my best friends. Mm. We, uh, I met her dancing at the crazy Russian, which, you know, from my show Mm -hmm. was like a big part of like (laughs) me becoming who I am. Yes. And that's where we met. And then we just, we've stayed really close over the years. And she was actually a, like a bridesmaid in my wedding. Wow. Um, and I'm just, I'm really proud to call her a friend. Anyway, mm-hmm. so this, she she made this and she gave this to me for Christmas. And I, I literally cannot stop wearing it. I yeah. wear it like, like embarrassingly often, like <laughs> almost every day to the point, to the, like, I, th- I think I need, I think it probably needs to be washed. Yeah. <laughs> Or you need another one. <laughs> or I need another one. I just love this so to much. To switch it out. So. Yes, Swinky. You're looking at me. No, for I'm, a no, because sometimes approval. you're better. You're better at doing the segues. Sometimes I just well, dump like new questions. It on sounds people. like we're tiptoeing up to Dear Woman. Yes. If 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 I can take charge of it, if I can Do steer it, this you. train. Thank swinky. you for indulging me, Megan. <laughs> Uh, would you, could you give us the elevator pitch? I mean, give the, I've, we both see it for the audience's sake. What yes. is Dear Woman? What should they be thinking about as we talk about this? Right. So the, the full title is Dear Woman, an autobiographical fairy tale of an exotic dancer and a magical encounter. And it is, it is an autobiographical tale about me, my personal story um being an exotic dancer and sort of how i reconcile um my love for the job and for what i do with the tiny incremental injustices and violations that happen every night at the club Mm. um and the dear woman is the manifestation of what happens when i let all of that sort of rise to the surface. Mm. I hope that was like elevator that length. Was, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was really good. It really yeah. sums it up. Good. Yeah. I was working on that summary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dear woman. Oh, and she comes out in the end. Well, let's, we'll, the we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do uh, a cue. Yeah. No, I'm wondering like uh, how much, ooh, bump my mic Bye. bump number two. How much of that story, how much of that is, is true? How much of that is based on truth and how much of that is fiction? Let's, let's go back to your early days as an exotic dancer or, uh, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much it's hard to say, like, if I don't think any, well, okay. (laughs) I think everything is true or based on the truth until the very end, until you the, the one customer gets out of control. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that actually or is based on truth. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's there based were, on there truth. There were some sentences in there that uh, were too accurate to yeah. be written. It's not yeah. Like thing. someone like, said them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah. At the very end, that's when like the fantasy kind of takes over, mm-hmm. and and it's like, oh, and I just can't wait. Oh my gosh, mm. Valerie and I already have something cooking for the next version, um, something to really tie the end pieces together and make it like a little bit more of a button at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really lands. Um, so. I'm I'm super happy with the version that you saw, but I I know now sort of what it needs to kind of like coalesce mm. the 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 theatrical conventions right there even more with the sound and the lights and the music and 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 the and the visual that you get like I really I I'm really excited for how um for how we're gonna kind of tweak it mm. at the end. So at the very end, it's it's like it's the fantasy of what happens to that guy. Mm. So like all that happened, you know, the story, the all the like little autobiographical nuggets. Like, mm. and then this happened. Like, that's all true. Mm. And then at the end, it's like the fantasy of like, what if? Like, what if I just transformed into this mythical deity right now and just yeah. fucking like massacred? You know, like, yeah. and, like that's yeah. the kind of fun like little fantasy like transition there mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man i want to i gotta know i gotta know i just gotta what? know uh day one <laughs> were, you, were you as as uh like butterfly giddy excited for that possible job as you present yourself in the play in the play you are so happy yeah and you feel like you have found your place this is where i want to be yeah like you're mm. Almost begging for the job. Yeah. And the Russian lady puts and you in your place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it that hard to get hired at, at a, a club or a bar? Or was it that, that it was one specific one that you really wanted you, to be Because you were at? inexperienced. Yeah, I mean, I think she was... I think um, the woman who, who owned the, the crazy Russian, mm-hmm. I, th- I, I think she was just a little, a little bit wary of who wanted to work there and, and for what reasons, uh-huh. because it wasn't a typical place. Mm. It wasn't, it was so outside of its own genre. Mm. Like it was, it was, it was really truly so bizarre. Like yeah. um, I, I don't know too much about the, the world of, of exotic dancing. Or so I tell my wife. So would you please? Ah, I really nice don't. Save. I have no. I have no. Clue. I know you have no clue. Yeah, I also like, have what, no clue. I have less clue than he does. Yeah. <laughs> but what is what? What made the what makes the crazy Russian unique? Yeah. Like what was different about that ecosystem Compared to the other to possible others. clubs? And have yeah. you have you worked at other clubs? I have. Know the okay. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. Like what, what? What? How would you explain that difference? What, so it was. There were a lot of things that that made it stand out. That it was completely different. It was. Um, it was, it was actually like very well lit. <laughs> like, oh, 
like it wasn't like dark and shadowy yeah, and like yeah. with like you know black lights and stuff like that uh-huh it was like i mean the lighting i thought was um was complimentary. I thought it was like flattering, but it was, mm. it was, it's, it's well lit in there. Mm. And there's like, it's very, it's like, it's like this eclectic hodgepodge of like weird art everywhere. So there's like mannequins in various poses and mm. like butterfly wings and like weird things on the walls, like, like these letters that spell out patience. Oh. And then like, just like bizarre, like things and like hats and and like feathers everywhere like like on the walls like really decorating like filling this space Mm -hmm. and then you know other things were like we didn't offer private dances okay that was Mm -hmm. weird Mm -hmm. you know for for it being like a club of that type like Mm -hmm. we didn't offer any private dances Mm -hmm. and the girls um the girls who were dancing were were on stage Mm -hmm. and it was like a it was like a like uh, like it was called like a pasty and panties mm. uh, bar. So like mm. we would undress to like pasties. So we would have like stickers, mm-hmm. like y- usually like shiny, like butterfly stickers yeah, is, is, yeah. is what we like to use. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't, uh, we were not allowed by uh, the woman who mm. owned the crazy Russian crazy to Russian like mm. be on our hands and knees to do any kind of floor work, like anything too sexual. She would not allow. It had to be like everything upright, poised, sophisticated, delicate, feminine, you know, like it was this very specific Mm. kind of like presentation. Mm. And I just want to give some context. We were on the side of a trucker highway called Pulaski highway where Mm. there's like, there's not even restaurants around there. It's like the lone gas station. I mean, it's just like, it was desolate and you had to either go out of your way if you wanted to like go there. Like Mm. it wasn't really amongst other things Mm. or you were like traveling somewhere, getting from one Mm. place to another, or you were like a trucker. Mm -hmm. It was like a, it was like a trucker highway. Mm -hmm. And the truckers coming in would know that this is a different kind of joint. Like, I mean, they would realize as soon as they got got in, (laughs) they would walk in and be like, what in the goddamn hell? You know, like, Because it just, it really struck you as like, mm. this is odd. Mm. You know, it mm. was yeah. really bizarre. And the music was different. You know, we we had music that was very eclectic and very like international kind of. Like mm. a lot of the girls who worked there were, were Russian. And so there was, they would play like R- Russian pop songs. There mm. would be like German heavy metal. Mm. There would be like French folk songs. Like just like anything bizarre. Oh, and so we would do... So Valeria really wanted us to do these skits. Mm. So only if we didn't have a lot of girls working would only one girl dance at a time. She Mm. liked to have two girls dancing at a time. And Mm. she liked for there to be some interaction. She would like for there to be a story being told. So we were encouraged to dress up as all these characters. Mm. So not only were we not wearing like bikinis, that was like forbidden. Mm. You could not wear a bikini on stage. You had to wear, you know, a whole costume, a whole getup. She liked bras stacked on bras stacked on bras you know like mm. just the the illusion of just like just just luxury and like you know over the top everything over the top yeah. hats boas you know garters with with um with stockings mm. and like corsets anything and gloves like anything that you could take off because she loved the art of striptease and she loved burlesque and so that's how I kind of 
became indoctrinated to this whole art form is like... And this is the first place you worked as, a, yeah. as an exotic dancer. How'd you find out about yeah. this place? Where'd you... Oh Especially because it was in the middle of nowhere. So I love telling the story. <laughs> so I found it when I was looking for like jobs and gigs on Craigslist because I didn't really know what to, to do with myself. I was, I was working at like a coffee shop and I was mm. also working... I was like working as like an after school theater. So you're still counselor. at Cal Arts at this point? Uh, or? No, okay. I was. Um, I wasn't at Cal Arts yet. I was. I had just graduated from undergrad. Mm. Okay. So I okay. I graduated from undergrad, and and this was like a couple months later. So I was like out in the world post post undergrad, being like, um, now what? You mm. know. So I'm working like f- like three jobs at the time. Um, and doing like, yeah, I, I was doing like children's theater and then teaching af- like an after school program mm. and then working at a coffee shop, uh, like a, like a cafe. And, um, and I was looking for something like something, something where I could, there were, there was something missing in my life. And like, I talk a little bit about it in, in the show is like when I was at school, I kind of like discovered this this joy that I had of like dressing up in crazy costumes with my friends and throwing dance parties. And like, you know, after a certain point in the night, everybody's feeling good. Everybody's Mm -hmm. feeling safe. Everyone just takes all their clothes off and we just dance naked. Mm -hmm. And like, that was something that leaving school, I was like, I missed. And like, I wanted that community. I wanted that expression back. I wanted that that feeling of like power and like I can take over the world and also like feeling like happy and comfortable with my body and, and like expressing myself in a creative way. And Mm. so, so that's all leading up to Mm. found this ad on Craigslist that Mm -hmm. said, and Mm. I'll never forget it. It said, (laughs) are you creative? Are you looking to be more creative Non-traditional exotic club seeks entertainers. And that's all it said. And I was like, what? And it was like a number you call. And I was, I just called. I was like, I want this. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and Valeria answered. She did. In her deep Russian voice. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Which I, I exaggerate her, mm-hmm. her her accent a little bit mm-hmm. in the show, but mm-hmm. she did, but she did have that, An accent. that beautiful Russian accent. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How long did you work there? I worked there on and off for five years before it closed. It oh. closed. It did. I didn't even want to ask that question because I, I wanted know. to live in a fool's paradise yeah, where, where I still where might be able to go to the crazy restaurant. It had an amazing going away party. I believe it. I oh believe that the last God. night would have been out of out, off the chain. It now. was out of control. And I'm you so, were there for that? I was. Mm, mm. It was right around Christmas, so I was able to come home for it because I was in the middle of Cal Arts. Mm. And I was, oh my God, when I found out it was closing, I was devastated. I cried. I called all the girls. We were mm. just sobbing on the phone, like, how could this happen? But I mean, it was it wasn't like it was a surprise. Mm. I mean, it just was so bizarre. It was like it was almost a matter of time before, you know, it would lose this the the clientele mm. that, you know, that 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 had kept it open for so long. Because yeah. because it was just I don't I don't even know if Baltimore was even ready for it at that time. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, oh my gosh, we were so we 
but when we came back, mm. and I'm so happy that um, this was this was after I had met my husband Jan. We weren't married yet, and I I told him I was like, "You have to come. You have to come to this." And like at that time, we were. It was kind of like every other Christmas we could both afford to come back to to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um and this was the Christmas that that I it might it might it might have been the first Christmas that that I w- was like, "Look, we have to do whatever we can do. We'll we'll, we'll cut corners, we'll do whatever we, we we need to, but we both need to go mm-hmm. back to Maryland for for Christmas." Um because I need you to see this place. I need you to see like where I come from in yeah. a way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like it was really important to me and so I'm so like I'm so grateful that he got to experience that and like, Mm. and such like a joyous like occasion because Mm. it was really like everybody came. It was kind of like, it was like that scene from the Titanic. Like after, (laughs) like after it's, you know, Rose dies, the memory. memory, And then she like, she comes into the room and everyone's there and is like waving at her. Oh my God. 15 bras on and 30 garters. (laughs) (laughs) And boas and hats. Yes, and it was like that. It was like mm-hmm. everyone was just so happy to celebrate with each other. And it was so beautiful. Wow. You know, I have to say this. I, I pray that you will. It's, if it's you are nice compelled. coming from a very conservative background like I do. To see how wholesome these communities are. Yeah. Which I haven't been privy to because I'm just, you know. I don't go to truck stops that often, yeah. and you know, <laughs> yeah. if you want I just to landed more here. Tr- truck stop, uh, exotic dancing bars, darling. I don't know. I would way. have to get a recommendation <laughs> because it sounds like the girls where you were working were having a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was. And, and, yeah. It, it was mm. really something special, and mm. and that's a community that I'm. I'm constantly in search of again. Mm. Well, and and that's also just. I mean, and I'm still friends with all those girls. Mm. And now they're like married and having babies and wow. sending me Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I, I just, I still adore, I still adore them. Yeah. And we, we, we keep in touch and we, we try to see each other when we can. Um, but yeah, that's something, it's something that, that I, I found the weirdness, the weirdness and the uniqueness and the community of that is what I found at Jumbo's in a different way, like in a different form. Jumbo? So that's where I work now. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that the clown one? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I've shot there. Oh, wait, tell me. What happens at Jumbo's? Stays is it a at secret? Jumbo's, darling. <laughs> is it a secret? No. Do I have to attend it to see for myself? I mean, I think that you, I think that you would love it. Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. it's so, it's so fun. It's such a great, it's a fun energy. It's, it's, there are, there are things about it that are, that that feel very similar to me mm. to about like similarities with the with the crazy Russian, even though mm. it's it, it is a different vibe. There's a lot that's different about it too. Mm. Mm-hmm. But as far as just being like unclassifiable, like defying any genres, like not fitting into any box, mm. like the crazy Russian did not fit into any box. Mm. And Jumbo's is kind of the same way. Like it's 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 not like anywhere else. It's just a completely different kind of club like that like it's just it's not it's not a gentleman's club it's not really a strip club it's like rock and roll neighborhood dive bar with bikini pole dancing circus folk I mean like yeah that's like the best I can do (laughs) yeah wait how did you find it how did you find jumbos so someone someone 
recommended it to me. Mm. I had just started at CalArts. I was there for like one month and everyone already knew like my whole deal because at grad school, it's like you just cut yourself open and spill all your guts out and everybody plays in it. Mm. That's that's how I think of grad <laughs> school. Good. Yeah, but for theater, right? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah specifically like <laughs> actors. and. See, I was sitting here thinking about exotic dancers <laughs> and stage shows and bikinis and pasties and now I gotta be thinking about guts. people guts. wrapping <laughs> guts around their necks it's all part of the same I soup you gotta mm. take the, yep yep it's all of it all of you it you don't get to pick and choose do mm. you no and it's a beautiful gut soup too mm. it's beautiful but yeah it was um it was one of my classmates was like have you heard about this because I had been talking probably about the crazy Russian or whatever mm. and he's like do you uh, my friend Matthew, and he's like, I heard about this place. I looked it up, Jumbo's Clown Room. You should maybe check it out. Mm. And actually, at the time, I already had looked it up. So when he said that, I was like, that's hilarious. Mm. I was just like searching on whatever, like the internet for mm-hmm. like weird. I think it was like, you know, the search words were probably something like Los Angeles strip club, weird, unique eccentric yeah. or something yeah, yeah. and like oh yeah no, no no I definitely looked up the word burlesque with it it was like burlesque strip club mm. and then I'm like weird or something because I, I wanted to see what popped up so that was that was that was like that came up you know the first 10 like listings was yeah. about jumbos I'm like mm. what is this place so mm. I walk in so I fell in love literally immediately because I walked in uh, probably on like a Tuesday night or something and I ordered like I ordered like a screwdriver (laughs) and Mm. sat at the bar and then these women came out and entertained me and I was just floored. Whereas the crazy Russian was, had this personality and, 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 uh, and eccentricity and all these characters and stuff. And I saw that, I saw that play out in a way that was like more rock and roll and more athletic um, on stage at Jumbo's. So like mm. I saw like the most incredible pole dancers that I had ever seen mm. at the time. Um, one girl who's, who's, who still works there came out and did this like fantastic magical ribbon dance. Like what you see at the Olympics. Oh. She did this incredible ribbon dance in the ribbon. It's, and it's actually a quite small room. The yeah, J- yeah. Jumbo's clown mm. room is quite small. Mm. The ribbon was like darting over people's heads, like reaching like the back wall. Like it was just like the whole bar was like under this spell. And I was like, this is fucking magic. Mm. And then someone's doing, and then another girl who who still works there was doing this insane contortion, like circus contortion routine Mm. where like she's sitting on her own head and tap dancing. And I'm just like, this is insane. Like if I, if I could ever be lucky enough to work here, you know, I was Uh like, I can't tap dance on my head and I Mm. don't really know if if I can ribbon dance, but, but then I became a part of the community and Mm. my, so yeah, my brand kind of fit in where I'm sort of like, I'm like a little bit more on like the burlesque side. So I like to do kind of like more dress up stuff. I like to do like corsets Mm -hmm. and a little bit more teasing with the audience and Mm. stuff like that. So everyone kind of has their, has their thing. Mm. And that's what I think makes Jumbo's work. But it's all about the personality and it's, it's totally different from other places. Wait, why were you at Jumbo's pew? 
Well, actually, I was working. I was filming for, <laughs> for a client. Who, for a client? Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Yes. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I, uh, I want to go myself. For, I was with uh, Sienna, Sienna Sinclair. Oh, nice. She was, uh, we were shooting her yeah. uh, naughty bus tour of LA, and one of the stops was Jumbo's. Was Jumbo's. Oh, okay. And Gosh, I want to go. You should. And just see it, because I've never been. It's you, fun. You've never been to a, a, a dance, an erotic No, exotic? no, no. I've seen burlesque. Remember? No, we, no, no. I mean, a, like a seen, club, an exotic no, dance No, no, club. no. Okay. The, but I've seen it in movies, so I feel like I know something. But now you described uh, Crazy Russian, and I don't think I've seen much. Yeah. yeah I don't think I've seen much at all. Yeah. Now, uh, just a little setup for jumbos. Mm-hmm. And uh, the word tacky is, uh, in my opinion, like one of the highest compliments. I love... <laughs> love... <laughs> It's one of my favorite things about doing the cross-country drive is all the little, like, yep. tacky little roadside this, that, and the other. The thing, for example? Question, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Over in Arizona. Anyway, uh, there's yeah. a little oh, bit Oh, right, of, the thing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You know I, about the thing? Of course. Did you go to see the thing? <laughs> I don't remember if I saw it in Arizona because there's another one in Northern California. There's another um, the I, thing? And we did. Mm-hmm. Jan and I did stop and see the thing in, in Northern California. This podcast over. Get in the car. We are did going they, to Northern California right now. Did they right have the, the same the thing as they have in Arizona? I assume. You know? the, the Arizona one just reopened in the last year or so with a whole new exhibit. Oh, my so God. So if you... D- depending on when you went to see the thing yeah. in Northern California, <laughs> how long ago was it? This was a few years ago. Okay, then it would not be the new. This new yeah. exhibit was obviously uh, just recently designed. Oh my god! But we could we could go to Upstate California. To oh, see I want to see this the thing California anyway, version. There's a little bit of that tacky Americana yeah. feel to Jumbo. Okay. So uh, yeah, you know, and when, there's like a jukebox mm. that's like not one of the like computerized jukeboxes like all the girls play their own music Mm -hmm. from the jukebox so it's just like it's a limited selection which makes it kind of feel like it's more special you know yeah yeah and they change it whenever they want to do different songs they change the jukebox the juke there is some turnover in the in the jukebox but it's like it's like it's regulated. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's got to like go through the, the, the higher ups okay. and like you, mm. so like getting a, getting a CD approved mm. is sort of like, everyone has to be kind of on board. Like, yes, this is a good CD. So yeah. it's hard unless it's your birthday. So I just had a birthday there <laughs> and they put three of my CDs and I, I, I've been working there for 10 years and mm-hmm. I've never actually asked for any CDs. Then, and these were just three CDs that used to be on the jukebox, but then were gone. Mm. And so I asked for, for them back for my birthday and it, it really felt like it, it, I've never been happier. Like I, <laughs> it just, it gave me like a special joy yeah, just to have my favorite CDs back. They care about you. Is, have you, do you have some sort of seniority because you've been there for a while? You would think, but, no? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I am friends with like almost all the girls mm. like we're some of us are like really 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 close mm. and 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 that has been like and there's not a lot of turnover there so like those of us who have those of us who work there like we've worked there for like a considerable m- amount of time mm. so like over the years because actually when, when I started there I was like still in school mm. I only worked there like one day a week for years um, and I only worked like day shift for years mm. and so I didn't even meet a lot of the girls until later because I was kind of doing my own thing Mm. and I was living up in Valencia for a number of years. So like, I wouldn't, I I wasn't really hanging out in LA. I wasn't really hanging out like after the shift or before the shift. So I didn't really get to know the girls or even get close with a lot of the girls until 
like in the last few years. Mm. So it's I I actually feel like my my friendships there have like really grown recently. Um but yeah, I yeah, some of them are just my heart. Mm. They're really really great girls. I have a I have a question as an audience member at a at a place like Jumbo's. Um I always feel like a, like a $1 bill. That's like the lowest denomination you can give someone. <laughs> as a performer, would you rather get one $20 bill or $21 bills cuz it looks more theatrical? Ooh. Oh like man. Like the, tw- the $20 bill is like a moment between you and yeah. the person, like, I really appreciate this. Here you go. Yeah. But the $1 thing would be like, pow, 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 pow. Everyone in the building, look over here. Yeah. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah. So yeah. which is. That's tough. I am going back and forth on that. Oh, my God. And yeah, this is, I. it's okay if you don't answer. It's something that I think about and wonder, and I haven't yeah. been able to make up a good answer for yet. I, I genuinely love having money thrown on me. <laughs> so like there is a certain added thrill of that. Well, if I, if I had known, I would have gotten a bucket of money and we could have thrown it at each other. Uh, throughout the recording. Coins. You can't, you can't throw coins, coins at her. No, we're not throwing That's rude. dollar bills. We would have emptied okay. out the savings in once. <laughs> and just 15 ones on right here. And then at the end of the, of the interview, could, would you have been kind enough back? to throw it back at us so we could enjoy the thrill if I had, had the foresight to prepare this. I'll think about that. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm in the comfort of our living room. Not, a, not, a, not on stage, not in an actual show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just to yeah. be silly. Okay. For a photo. For a photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. There's just, there, there's, there's something that's mm. like unreplicable about, mm. Mm. <laughs> about the feeling mm. of, of being covered in money. <gasps> but that being said, some it's hard because sometimes you're like sometimes you're tired and you're like oh god i wish you'd just give me a 20 and i wouldn't have to count these you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's like but like if it but if it really gets like i guess it it depends on the room because if it really gets the room mm. riled up then that's worth it yeah yeah yeah. because then you know because if it's like a secret 20 you're like thanks like Mm. thank you for, for me. And you know, it's, it, it is that, that private moment, right. but if yeah. it's like more of a public thing and then mm. it's like, thank you. And also everybody see that, you know, it helps the vibe. It, it, okay. Yeah. Mm. So it, yeah, that can, that can definitely be All a right. part Duly of it. Duly noted, bring a lot of ones and a couple of twenties. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Taking his notes for yeah. jambas. Because we're going to go together. Yes. yes. Of course. Yep, you. What, what's People your advice? People come on dates there all mm. the time. For, mm-hmm. a, for a fellow looking to take his blushing young bride <laughs> to jumbos, what's your advice? How, how, would, how would I go about making this the best night of Swinky's life? Oh, my gosh. Definitely let her throw the money. Or at least some of it. Okay. Ah. Definitely. Because there's, I love throwing money at girls. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it that it, it it gives me maybe as much joy yeah, as, as receiving. As receiving it. Yeah. I love it. It's like one of my favorite things. Mm. So like, and sometimes the customers who like come in if they if they're like a customer that likes to throw a lot a lot of money. Mm. I don't know if they know how much I enjoy it or, mm. or or other girls but sometimes they'll give it to us to throw to each other mm. and I, there's so like 
that's that's especially if it's like not even your own money or like I'm gonna throw the shit out of this you know yeah, like, yeah. it's just so fun but I mean hell I go to strip clubs and I, th- I throw my own money all the time because the yeah. <laughs> it's just fun it just feels mm. good and mm-hmm. so it'll it'll help you feel participatory because mm-hmm. like it is a very participatory environment mm. um, even though it's just you know the audience and the stage there's, mm. there's, there's nothing else like there's no private rooms or anything like that um, uh, not that like, you know, not that I don't wish that there were, but mm. I'm just saying that kind of helps people be comfortable that like the interaction that you mm. have with the performer on stage mm. is like, that's the participatory act that we're all trying to like enjoy and, and like hold up and make a good experience for everybody. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I can tell you about that feeling. I was at a show once. Mm-hmm. And this guy came up to uh, came up to me. We were singing "My Way," the, song, the Frank song. Sinatra. Uh-huh. I love that song. <laughs> and then he just gave me a thousand dollars, but in yen. A thousand dollars? Yes. He gave you Juman. He gave he gave me Juman like this, and I'm still singing. And <gasps> I was I kept singing, and I was. You know, I was holding it and, you know, making expressions of, of Thanksgiving and bowing. And oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then we shared it with the, with the band after that. That is amazing. It's a great feeling. It is a great feeling. I wish people knew more how much it means to performers. Because yeah. you feel like you've made a connection or yeah. you've entertained them so much that they're thinking, ah, I'm going to pay some more. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I've never, never gotten a thousand dollars from one person. That is Incredible! Oh, I was shocked. That's my too. new goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can you can do it, Maggie. You can do it. That's one for the bucket list for sure. But it, it's more difficult because you're dancing alone. I was with a band. Mm. Yeah. It's it, it's different. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have live music playing while you dance? Not at jumbos, although they used to do that one day a year mm-hmm. for for uh what is it st patrick's day mm. i don't know if they're doing that anymore they they didn't do it last year or the year before i think but they used to they used to have a live band like one day a year mm. there might be some kind of live band for the 50th anniversary party it's been around that long it has the 50th anniversary wow. party is in june i think mm. it's june mm. um oh my gosh i can't wait. Is that the one we should go for? I can't fathom uh, any type of large party in that building. It's not a very large building. I so know. To celebrate 50 years yeah. of dancing and attendance. Yeah. That's going to be madness. I feel like it's going to be insane. I actually would not suggest you go. Yeah, no, we're not going okay. on the 50th anniversary. I think anniversary it's going to be way be too crazy. Bana- okay. Like the, it's probably going to be like a block party. <laughs> it's The oh. venue is not much bigger than our apartment. Oh, the, really? Like this downstairs. Yeah. It's not mm. that big a venue. Mm. So just to have 50 years of customers and yeah. dancers celebrating yeah. together. But I still want to go. Maybe yeah. not for the 50. Hey, yeah. good news. There's 364 other... It's 365. <laughs> this is a leap year even. Yay! Oh, my we have God. luxury days. Yeah, you don't have days off. It's it's open every day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's mm. open every day. Yeah. That's why they have the shifts. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> you're like putting it together about shifts. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yes, it does. I, I want to go. I want to go see it. I feel a little shy because I've never been to something like that. You're going to love it. Yeah. It's different from burlesque. 
Mm. It's it's similar. Mm. It, it it is different, mm. but it's but it's similar though. Mm. Mm. Jumbos. It's funny because they have the 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 personality of the uh, of the place plays a big part of it, mm. and the and that influences I I think the the personas of the dancers on, on stage. So I'm putting it really nicely, but what I'm actually saying is that like. <laughs> Like burlesque is typically like, you know, like shoulder wiggles and like winks and nods and mm-hmm. like, you know, like, y- y- you know, you're, you're really like, you're really playing to the audience. Mm. You're like really trying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's very, it's coquettish mm-hmm. and like, there's this, there's a kind of like sexy sweetness about it. Mm. And like Jumbo's has that kind of like rock and roll overtone that's like, it's like a little more like rough and tumble. Mm. Like yeah. it's, mm. it's, it's less like, like I'm, I'm the one like smiling sweetly and like batting my lashes and like, you know, but, but like everybody else is like, <laughs> you know, like God forbid you're not mm. paying attention or something. It's like, uh-huh. Hey, you know, like you might get really? yelled at. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I really want to go <laughs> and just see it. You know, strong the, women. You, you know, the, the, the producer I had lunch with today, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a fan of Jumbos. Oh, really? Really? Yes. Oh yes. We won't I'm say his surprised. name on it. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and when you go there, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, this all checks out. I can see how out. this yeah. would, yeah, yeah. yeah. No <laughs> names, not spilling any tea on this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice to be in a place where um, people aren't being too delicate with you because you're the customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's refreshing, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah I love it when could, people call me could. darling or... Honey or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's made me feel like I'm really there. Oh, coming from Japan, they're so polite. They're, there's yeah. so, so a, a, a million miles between the service provider and the customer. Mm-hmm. And oh. here it's a, like a, a, yeah. always an, an effort at intimacy and being your friend as quick as possible. Mm. And Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I really want to go and see it. Thank you, Megan. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to go. It's going to be yeah. really fun. Would you prefer we show up on a night that you are working or not working? Um... You yeah, come when I'm working. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not really weird about that. Just because of the nature of the place. Mm. Like there are other places where I have worked before where mm. I wouldn't want anyone to visit me yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. But Jumbo's is, is like I said. It's it's like different. It's mm. like it's like I you know I my mom's been there. You know. Really. Yeah. So like wow. that's the level of comfort I mm. have with mm. like inviting people like when my friends show up it's always like a good thing mm. do you have a stage name there I do can I ask what it is yeah is it? okay it's Reagan okay so it's kind of like if you put my first name and my, and my last name together Megan Rippy it's Reagan God. <laughs> did you consider Mippy or was that off the table from the beginning? <laughs> Reagan. oh my god hilarious mm. Mippy Coming to the stage. (laughs) All the way from Baltimore, Maryland. (gasps) That's hilarious. Hi, guys. And ladies. (laughs) Hello. My name's Mippy. (laughs) Naked in Alaska. I feel like we never got to the end of that story. We never did. Is it just that you liked the show, ended up talking to Valerie, and then you worked well together? Yes. Okay. We covered this. Yes, yes. I saw the show, and I was like, my life was changed. Mm. I saw for the first time a solo show that like just broke my heart and made me laugh and just made me really 
look at my own life and my own work with a new lens mm. of like, this is what I've been trying to do. Like, and our stories are very different, but like, that's what I, I wanted to figure out how to make a piece of theater that good yeah. based on my similar experiences. And then, you know, mine also has to, has to do with like fantasy and, 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 and stuff like that. Mm. And the dear woman. And so like, I wanted, I wanted to work with her so badly because mm. like I was just I, I was just entranced by by how good it was like not just that it was a great story but mm. that it was good it was really compelling good theater it was mm. like you know it really made me feel a lot of things mm. um, and it was just so beautifully done and I was just like this is possible like because I had already been trying I, I, I had already been you know putting pen to the paper writing things performing them i did like you know when you started performing were you doing like five minute shows or were you from the beginning was it a, a nearly an hour long production um, that you were trying to create the first one that i did was like 20 minutes mm -hmm. and then the second one was like not much longer maybe like and is 25, the second one 30. expanded and mixed On with the first, the first one? one or is it a totally new 25 minutes it was, it's hard to say, like the, the, the first one I wrote before I met the dear woman, before the dear woman came to me mm. in like a dream vision. Mm -hmm. um, so I wrote this show that was, a, that, that was about my identity as an exotic dancer and how, how I was trying to reconcile that with also being a feminist. Mm. Um, so it was called Fem Six and Identity because um, Fem Six is the name of my burlesque persona that sort of grew out of, uh, grew out. I, be, I became a burlesque dancer actually after I started working at the crazy Russian. So it was a year after I was working as, um, this weird burlesque type of exotic dancing mm -hmm. that like didn't really fit into anything. Mm -hmm. A year after that is when I sort of created my burlesque persona, which is, which was basically the same thing. It's basically synonymous, um, where I was, doing shows uh but i just hadn't come up with the name reagan yet because i was just i was working under my real name uh at the crazy russian so i was just megan um but so fem six was like a way to describe this burlesque personality yeah so i was talking about you know how i was sort of reconciling me being like a women gender and sexuality studies student and then you know, dancing half naked and like, what does it all mean? And, mm. you know, and so mm. I, I wrote this like 20 minute piece and I performed it at highways performance space in Santa Monica and it was great. And I, I loved it. And there were, there were things, there are, there are totally little pieces from that that still exist in the version mm -hmm. today. Um, but a lot changed. So mm. after that, not even long after that, I think a couple, I think only like a couple of months after I did that show is mm. when I had this crazy dream and I was like, oh my God, this dream is really inspiring me. Yeah. Now I feel like I have this sort of like other alter ego that I'm, that I'm, that I'm wrestling with. And like, now I want to write a show about that. And so when I was still in CalArts, I wrote this show, Fem Six and the Dear Woman. And so that was me trying to figure out how to put all those experiences together. But it was still, it was pretty rudimentary. It was, mm. I mean, I look back on it like, like, Oh, you know, <laughs> you like tried. I tried. Yeah. 
It's like, and, and I was just trying to figure out what to do with my material. So I had these like diary entries and I was, I didn't know what to do with them. So I was just like, well, I think they're interesting and they're telling my story. So I'll just sit and read them. So I just, that was like part of the show it was like, well, story time, like sat with like a, mm -hmm. like my book open on a, on a, on like a music stand mm. and just like, you know, and there was like pole dancing and there mm. was this moment and there was the dear woman and there were these things that were more theatrical, but yeah. I didn't know what to do with these stories about right. the crazy Russian and everything like that. Mm. So that was, that was like, that was number, that was production number two. Then I met, then I saw Naked in Alaska and I was like, okay. oh my God. That's how I, was I like, wanted to do it. That's what it's, yeah. that's what I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so, oh my God, like I started talking to Valerie and told her, you know, I didn't even know what I was like, I have this, this play, but like, I don't know what it is yet, but it's, it's sort of like your story, but it's got this fantasy element and like, I don't know. And then, so she like, bless her, wanted to work with me on this. So we worked together mm -hmm. to have its premiere at the Son of Semele, a solo creation festival last May. Um, and so that was great. And I learned so much. And so all those diary entries that were just like me, like, dear diary, like this happened tonight. <laughs> and Valerie had me, I mean, just, she's so brilliant, but mm. she was like, no, like we're cutting, we're cutting all this dear diary stuff. We're going <laughs> to gut these gut these diary entries and make these into scenes. These are interesting. We can make this theatrical. And I was like, oh my God, like I never, I never, I never really saw it that way. And mm. that's so obvious. That's so obviously the better choice, you know? Right, right. And so we worked together to like write this, these scenes out. And that's how all those crazy Russian scenes came about was like me saying like, this is what happened. And then her helping me tell the story in real time. Right. <laughs> and which that was I more love. enjoyable. I think if you did a Dear Diary, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. But the way you did it, you know, with yeah, the, and it, the, it the brings characters. the audience into the yes. world, and we're experiencing mm -hmm. it, and like the joy isn't like so retrospective. Yes. It's like in the moment, uh -huh. and I love that about it. So like, yeah, that was a huge change for me. And like, I mean, I Can I, I fought against it as an audience it. member. Huh? Yeah, I, of course. I, it's also fun because you're playing every part. So there's like this puzzle you have to figure out of who's right. who and when it's taking place and where they are. Yeah. So you get to do like a lot of this uh, reverse engineering in your mm. head while the scene is playing out. It's very right. engaging. Oh, good. Mm. Good. Yeah. That And Valerie's so good at that. Mm. So it, it, it was lovely to work with her to sort of work on my own skills for portraying different characters and transitioning mm. between different characters. And she, I mean, she, she grew up, her, her dad is a professional mime. Right. So she, I feel like probably, you know, for since, since forever has had that sort of that, uh, almost instinctual know-how of like how, how to do that. And, mm. and I, I'm just grateful to be her her student yeah. in that way because she's helped me really smooth and like specify mm. those characters. Yeah. Now I, I don't want to tell any tales out of school here, but I, I think Valerie is enthusiastic about you too. <laughs> oh, she is. Oh yes. my God. I just adore her. Mm. I just adore her. She's talking about just you, you two sort of having the same common background. Mm hmm. 
and that makes you click on so many levels. You just yeah. understand each other on on a level that almost doesn't require words. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love I love it when we're really when we're really vibing and we just like read each other's minds mm. and like we just know exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. 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 One of the things you try to you try to pick apart in Dear Woman and you've tried to pick it apart on this interview as well is the the how do you square being an an erotic dancer is it erotic or exotic you know it's it's kind of both or or either okay both work yeah okay uh like how do you square being an exotic dancer kind of selling your body for money kind of thing with the feminist movement that you're a, a an active member in um but I think like one of the things that you kind of that that kind of gets put together throughout the course of that and helped with this conversation is that that loving having money thrown on you and loving being naked doesn't isn't at odds with anything in the feminist movement as I understand it. The best the best impulses of the feminist movement. If if you like having money thrown on your body, then you should have money thrown on your <laughs> yeah. body. Yeah. Whether you're a woman or a man, mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess it's a humanist movement yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, I think w- what really struck me about the Dear Woman and uh, what I really liked how you handled it, how you wrote it, and how you performed it was was that exchange where you're not advocating for yourself at the end. And that felt like it flew in the face of the 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 movements that you're a part of and the advocacy that you're a, a part of and how that felt like the big contention is how how can I be quiet how can my thoughts be so loud on this topic and my mouth and my body are being so quiet, quiet mm. on it and that mm. I I really liked that I don't think there's a question anywhere in there but that was the kind of the main yeah the main thing that was beautifully articulated so there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I um that is the goal of the piece is to especially like for like for for an audience member what I want them to walk away with is like a greater understanding and empathy for I mean for exotic dancers, sex workers, for women in general, um, that like people are complicated, women are complicated and exotic dancers and sex workers are complicated. And like, and that, that it's these, it's these seeming contradictions that make us human and that like, we're, we're all wrestling with it all the time. And it's hard to say that there are any easy answers but it certainly doesn't mean that something is one or the other just because it is a contradiction doesn't mean that it's wrong right um and so i just have to say like um i have to say as as an exotic dancer who is sort of like sex worker adjacent um that's usually how i put it um I don't use the term selling my body mm-hmm. because that's just not how I characterize what I do. Um, and there might be, I'm, I'm sure that there are women out there who, 
who do view it that way for themselves mm. um, in some in some way. Um, to me, it feels it feels like it feels like a very negative feeling to to be selling one's body feels sort of like the opposite of what I'm doing. I feel mm. I I feel like I'm celebrating my body and and getting paid for a performance. So the performance is sort of the collateral, not the body. But and and so and I don't want to say that I speak for everyone on that. No, no, no. We're just talking it's there's three people in this yeah, room and yeah. that's all that we're accountable for. Yeah, on this yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just that's just like a personal um something that I like to be specific about. Can I respond to one thing you said in there? Yeah. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. One of the things you mentioned was that you're hoping through the performance that the audience will walk away with more empathy and understanding for people who who work in dancing like you do. Um, a goal achieved. I can tell you like 100% guaranteed everybody who sees the show is going to walk away with more empathy and understanding for, yeah. for that line of work and for how you you interpret it, how you perceive it, how you experience it and how it's shaped your life. I think you go beyond that. I think this, the, the, the real effect it's going to have the, the more, even more meaningful, it won't be 100% of the audience who has this experience, but I think the, the true benefit of that performance is that people will be running that simulation in their head of, uh, of of the day that they that that the whisper in their mind becomes a shout in their mind for advocacy and their mouth and their body don't respond in kind to what they're thinking mm. they'll be running the simulation on that and the day that it happens to them they'll have a better prepared response right. than what was seen in your performance in the play. Mm. yeah and I think that's going to be the benefit of what you're building. Yeah. I might be wrong. No, that's, it's your that's, show. It's not my show. I like that. But I think that's the real, like the 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 um, the anti venom. What do you call that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, the and, that, uh, yeah antidote. Antidote. That's yeah. the word. Mm. Yeah. That that you're you're distributing to the audience when you put on this performance. I like that, and I I have something to add to that. Actually, I have two things. Actually. Um, I really, I really like that. Thank you for bringing up that point. And it reminded me of some reactions that I got from people who were there at that show, mm-hmm. the same show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was a friend of mine who had experienced sexual assault and he, he hugged me after the show and told me with, like tears in his eyes, like how, how much he related to that specific part of it where I'm not advocating for, for myself and I'm this, uh, this customer is, is talking to me and it's mm. uncomfortable and it's degrading. And then mm. it gets like, it gets to be like violating and then violent and like, you know, and it just gets out of control and you, you, you can tell that my character is struggling and not able mm. to say or do what she wants and he had this reaction like that's exactly what it felt like and i've never seen that before and it just it means everything to me that you're saying it and like that really struck a chord with me and i can i can even top that 
So, <laughs> <laughs> like... I'm so glad today is the day that they're running the the <laughs> I know. buzzsaw motors outside the I window. Know. I think they'll have blown away all the leaves within the next three or four hours. So <laughs> we're just gonna power through. Yeah, um, yeah. So and then the the, the other thing is mm. that another person who mm. was who was there that night mm. at Whitefire was. <sighs> he doesn't really know this. I don't think. But he's, he was actually the main inspiration for that part of the piece, mm. for that monologue. It's based on things he has said to me. Mm-hmm. And yet, we're friends. And yet, you know, it's that weird, like, it's that, it's that weird kind of relationship between, like, dancer and customer that's like, you know everything's fine but then they have too then then they have too many drinks and then they say some dumb shit to you and then you tell them no you stop it and then Mm. the next day it's fine you know what i mean it's like this weird like boundary not boundary kind of a situation where Mm. like we're friends (laughs) and yet he's like crossed the line and not everything in that monologue is him it's, yeah. it's based on an amalgamation yeah. of different men, but the idea for that monologue and some of the things that he, that, 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 that character in the, in the show says to me, to, to my character were things that he has actually said. So he was there at the show and I didn't know how he was going to take it. Mm. And I didn't tell him anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even know if he was going to even realize that mm. it was him. I didn't said he had said, yeah. Mm. Or, or if it would even resonate or mean anything, or mm. if he would care or anything, I just didn't even know. Mm. And so he, 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 he didn't stay afterwards. Like I didn't get to talk to him. So I was like, uh Oh, you know, mm. and I texted him and I was like, Hey, like, thank you so much for coming. It really meant a lot to me. And he texted me back. He said, he said, I fucking loved it in all caps. And I was like, oh my God. And like, that was like, that was nice. And then the next day or two days later or something, Mm. a a short time later, I get this text message from him that is like page after page after page of him, like reckoning with himself. And he's like that. He's like, your, your show really hit me hard. And I know like, I could really see myself in that last part. And like, I, I know that I've said stuff kind of like that to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really grappling with like, with myself and like, with like being a man and like what's appropriate and like, you know, making like, when am I, when am I stepping over the line? When am I not listening? You know, when could I, when could I be a better man? When could I be a better advocate for you and for women? And, you know, I really want to, I, I, I really want to know how I can be better. Mm. This piece like really like shook me up. I mean, it was just, and it was pages of this, like, and I just like started crying. I was mm. just like, Oh my God, like, dude, this is, this is why you do art. You yes. know, like this yes. is the this is like yes. direct human change mm-hmm. that's happening. Mm. That's like, you know, you did this to me and then I make art out of it and then you see it and then you change. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. Like, yeah. That is like the whole point. Mm. That is like, like on steroids though. That, that is like successful art on steroids. And yeah. I was just, I can't even believe it. And I'm, 
And so now he, mm. what I've heard is he, he wants to have these groups where he gets like his guys together and then with me and some other women who are like exotic dancers or sex workers mm. to sit down and like talk about shit and like mm-hmm. hash it out. And like, cause, cause, cause he wants to learn and he wants to know yeah. and he wants to be a better friend and a better advocate and a better, and a better customer and mm-hmm. just like a better person, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, he's, he's, he, it was his idea. He's, mm. he, he's like, I want to, you know, sit down and really like have a group and like, mm. and, and talk, talk about it, yeah. you know? And mm. it's, and this is a guy who's like, who's, who's been in jail, who's been, who's, who's been a drug dealer. Mm. This is the personality type or not person, but like, this is like the kind of personal history yeah, the, that, that I'm talking about. It's like, has, yeah. and he's digging into his soul and his mm. heart and mm. like, Oh my God, I just, I had to bring that up and I'm so glad that you reminded me because I just really, I just, that, that is why, that's why all this is, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My God, it meant, that meant so much to me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. No, good job bringing that out. <laughs> I won't give you knuckle sandwich yeah, on the air. Yeah, <laughs> wow. usually wait till you press stop to How do that one. How fulfilled you must 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 be. It's just edifying to know that your art is changing people. Yeah, and you're not going knocking them over the head saying, "Oh, you're evil." Yeah, no, you're just expressing yourself yeah. in, in a way that's accessible to people and it makes them think and I like that he didn't un- uh, answer you or send you that message soon after yeah he, he really thought about right, it right he really poured over it and thought about his his heart yeah and his head gosh I know Megan <laughs> I like your name thank I you I like Reagan too <laughs> I like Mippy <laughs> <laughs> are you Mippy. an only child no, I have a sister. Oh, is she older or younger? She's younger. Today mm-hmm. today is actually her anniversary with her wife. They got married like two years ago. Wow. I think. Wait, three? Was it three? Oh my God. Really? I think it's three years ago. Are they back in Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Wow, does she come to, do they come to visit? No, they haven't come to visit me out here yet. Mm-hmm. And, but I want them to. But I, <laughs> I see them at Christmas though. Yeah. And, oh, they um, should come and to jump us and see you and throw money at you. They should. Yeah, oh my them. God, that'd be mm-hmm. hilarious. Hey, little sis, better do this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because she's, mm. su- she's such like a business type, you know, mm. and like, you know, pantsuits and yeah. you know like so that would be so boss if you just came in like yeah. you know like, like I got this case. yeah <laughs> <laughs> a briefcase full of ones that's hilarious <laughs> oh my god you split the earnings later on <laughs> thanks Megan thank, thank you for you. sharing your heart with us and your time despite Jose blowing that's not that's not racist his name <laughs> no that's his actual that's his... name oh I mean he's god. just doing his job he doesn't know that's that we hilarious. have things going on yeah Thank you. That Thank you so hilarious. much. And the oh, only yeah. the only sentence I've ever heard Jose say is that's okay. Aww. Like if we tell him like uh, the the upper faucet is leaking, he'll come up and look at it and go, oh, that's okay. And then uh, our landlady will call and say, Jose will be back next Wednesday to fix it. Yes. He's so chill. He, nothing so stresses chill. him out. <laughs> so anyway, he's going about yo, his own shout business. out to Jose. Yeah, on the shout out to Jose. Awesome. Thank you for taking care of our, our premises. But, uh, but uh, you know, 
Yes, of course, Jose is the real star of the show. But let's let's give a warm <laughs> thank you to <laughs> Megan for coming on. Yes. It was awesome, awesome, awesome to get yeah, a, wow. a sense of who you are, more information about the show. Loved the show, honest to yes. God. Just like really enjoyed it. Thank I love. It was a wonderful oh, and night the out. Makeup. Oh my goodness. And the outfit. Where did you get those hooves? Wow. Don't tell me. But wow. <laughs> Everything. The whole getup is wonderful. I'm wondering if at at some point, if you have the budget, you should have it. Um, you know, brought a f- screen, a screen of oh, some sort. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if it's just one episode or just it. Yeah. Dear woman. And then that's it. Yeah. yeah. If you have the means at some point and you have collaborators, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I, I think I you're going to say you have collateral. About, that's for sure. You have so collateral. Get, get yeah, alone. Yeah. That's hilarious. You probably do too. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. That was great. Oh, here's a joke. And you want a joke? And then you kept the ears on to take pictures with people. That's cute. Yep. You can tell your you joke. You want a joke? Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to take Swinky on a date to the bank because it's a good place to get a girl alone. Ah! <laughs> Yo, you're Megan, welcome. you're very sweet for indulging him. <gasps> oh my God, ah, I love dad jokes. Ah, Excuse ah, me, that was a perfect, immaculate, ah, all-spectrum ah, joke. Ah, <laughs> Let's GTFO. Ah, we got some ah, MFAs who got uh, lives yeah. to live without my jokes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, since people liked what they heard, where can they find you on the social media, the internet, and elsewhere? I am at Megan Rippey, also MeganRippey.com on Facebook, Megan Rippey actor, I think. And um, I totally forgot to say that I do films too and I'm shooting a Western movie wow. next month that I'm really excited about in Arizona. So maybe I'll go see The Thing. Is it? Is it? <laughs> oh, I encourage you to. It is, uh, make a day of it. Not oh a whole God. day, make an hour of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, is it a period piece? It is. Are you playing like a bar fly or something I'm playing, a little more I'm playing juicy? A li- something? I'm playing the deputy's wife. Ah, damn. Yes. You got, you got lines? Well, the film is titled She Was the Deputy's Wife. How so, yeah. long so do you, you live? Do, so you, you do, do got survive lines. past page one? I can't tell you. Okay, I didn't want to know anyway. <laughs> well, one we're going to look for that you. movie. Where's it going to be when it comes out? It's a movie movie. It is, yeah. I wow. um, I don't know yet. I don't mm. know where it'll be. It'll probably, it'll probably be available on like streaming platforms, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, okay. but I don't know. I don't know, but I'm I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I love Megan Rippey with a P P I E or P P P E Y P P E Y. Okay, Rippey. Okay. Um, And you know where to find us because obviously you already have if you're listening to this. Thank you. So we're gonna we're gonna GTFO with the MFA. Do you want to do you want to say something cool? I think I'm end, pretty sure everything I've said has Megan been goodbye. cool the whole time. May all your dreams come true and may your Western endeavors uh, be fruitful. Never go south. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to Megan. To Megan. Thank hip, hip, you guys. Hurrah. Hip, hip, hurrah. Hip, hip, hurrah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, the nicest thing you can do in return is give us a good review on the podcast aggregator that you're currently using. If you want to contact us, you can do so at hollywoodfishbowl.com. For all things swinky, check out swinkymusic.com. The Hollywood Fishbowl is produced by Jesse Kester. Hey, wouldn't you know it? That's me. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Drops.